Hi, everyone, and welcome to Boca Behind the Scenes, a get-to-know-you podcast where we talk to city staff and get details and information about new programs, events, and projects that are taking place right here in your city. My name is Anne-Marie Van Kastren, Public Relations Specialist with the City's Communications and Marketing Division, and as always, I am happy to be your host today. So picture this, you're watching your local news channel when they start talking about a potential storm brewing in the Atlantic. You keep track of it through time, watching it grow from a tropical storm and then eventually into a hurricane. You see all the crazy zigzag lines covering the entire state of Florida, but brush off the weatherman as he tells you to start preparing now. You casually make your bi-weekly trip to the grocery store, and you decide to buy some extra hurricane supplies just in case the storm decides to head your way. The track, though, then becomes more defined up the East Coast, and you start to tune into the Weather Channel to keep your eye on Jim Cantori's whereabouts. And then you start to panic. You quickly start to prepare your property, your home, you wait hours in line at the gas station to get extra gas for your car, you rush to your local grocery store to stock up on hurricane supplies. Does this all sound familiar? I'm sure it does. Every June through November, us Floridians go through the same drill over and over again, thinking that a storm will never make it our way. Until it does. And then it leaves us regretting not taking the steps to ensure that our properties, homes, pets, and families are safe and secure, way in advance. According to a recent article in the Palm Beach Post, hurricane fatigue is a real thing. After years of complete devastation from past hurricanes, we are just so exhausted even thinking about another season of storms. But as we all know, it is still very important to plan ahead, understand how your city prepares for hurricane season, and how to stay connected and informed before, during, and after a storm. On this episode of Boca Behind the Scenes, you'll get to hear from the city's emergency manager, Nicole Gaspari, the deputy city clerk, Mary Siddons, and communications manager, Chrissy Gibson, about hurricane preparation and communication. So let's learn more about these three women and their roles on the city's emergency management team. Um, my name is Nicole Gaspari, as you said, and I'm the emergency manager for the city. So my role is really, I am the big coordinator. I just make sure that all of the departments are reacting and coordinating. Uh, we're, we're sharing information, getting them to, to work together um, and coordinate to respond, get prepared for the storm, react to a storm, and then respond after a storm. My name is Mary Siddons. I am the coordinator for the CIC, which is a Citizens Information Center, and that's generally made up of between eight and ten city employees, and we man the phone lines for non-emergency calls that have to do with the storm or whatever incident is happening that the EOC would be activated for. And I'm Chrissy Gibson, the Communications and Marketing Manager, and our role in communications is basically to communicate with the public. Uh, before, during, and after the storm, and we use all of our platforms to do that, including mainly actually now social media. During a hurricane or any other emergency that might happen in the city, the city activates the Emergency Operations Center, or EOC. So let's listen to Nicole as she gives us insight on how the city prepares for the storm and what operations in the EOC looks like. One of the things that we do um, at the beginning of May, we are, um, every single department has procedures that they're they're looking through all of their response plans to make sure that sure that they're 
doing what they're supposed to. So as an example, um, all the departments say, for example, utility services, they will be checking all their generators, they will be looking at all their gear, they'll be um, doing mock drills just to make sure that everything is ready to go, and every single department is doing that. So every one of the departments has something to get prepared, test, check, go over their procedures, identify who's going to be on the response teams this year, get that all set. So that's going on, and then we're, um, we are setting up to do a, um, a mock drill as well. Our Emergency Operations Center is right on Congress and uh, Clintmore, basically. It's at our uh, police fire training building. One of the things that's great about that building is when we acquired it, we actually hardened it. So it's hardened to 150 mile an hour winds. Wow. So as far as when we open, as soon as we see anything happening in the tropics, we're already on alert. We follow the alerts as, the, as Palm Beach County uh, indicates, and that's we follow suit with them. So we're monitoring, we're tracking, and we're gearing up. Um, one of the things that people actually always want to know is, well, what about you know fire and police? They're out there. Well, they're going to double their, uh, the number of people that are, so everybody's on. Okay, mm -hmm. so everybody's on shift, basically. And what's happening, though, is they're getting prepared. They're checking everything. We're making sure everything's secure. What's great about the EOC is that staff is constantly communicating with each other. And more importantly, all of you, our city residents. So let's hear how the communication department gets residents prepared through communication efforts and how you can stay connected before, during, and after a storm. Um, well, as most people in South Florida know, June 1st starts hurricane season, so we are actually starting now to communicate with the public. And, you know, it's a very anxious time for us down here when we all have to go through this every single year. So mm -hmm. our hope on the communication side is that we can provide people with preparation and information so that they feel safe and secure and ready, because mm -hmm. that's part of the anxiety that we all go through is, oh my gosh, here it comes and I'm not ready. Exactly. So we really want to help people get ready. If people haven't signed up for Code Red, I would suggest that they do that. Um, we don't use Code Red very often, but we do use it in an emergency. And if there's a state of emergency declared for the city, the mayor will call people who are on the Code Red list. All of our emergency messaging will go through Code Red. However, um, social media is super convenient. We reach a lot of people. So I would say um, make sure that you're following us on Twitter and on Facebook, but next door for our residents mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is really a great platform for us now because um, with Facebook, for example, the city's Facebook page has about 45,000 followers. Thousands of those people don't live in Boca Raton. Yeah. Um, people on next door live in the neighborhoods within our city. And so, you know, as a neighbor, if you're getting a message on next door from the city and it says, hey, garbage service is suspended until next Friday, the next time you see your neighbors out front, you can let people know. I mean, we really rely on that communication among the neighbors to get the correct information out there. The other thing we do, you know, we have 45 different Facebook pages in the city, for mm -hmm. example. So you might follow the tennis center or the swim center or mm -hmm. economic development. During an emergency, we shut those pages down and push everybody to the city's main page because we have different employees who speak on behalf of those different areas of the city typically, mm -hmm. um, but those folks are doing emergency jobs and taking care of their families and not monitoring those pages. File the police. Um, they also have NICSL alerts that they can send out, but if you go to the city's website, there are all kinds of things you can sign up for, but I would say Code Red, Nextdoor, Twitter, Facebook for the city and the police department. Those are really, that's where you're gonna get your best information. 
Within the EOC is the CIC, or the Citizens Information Center, where anyone can call to ask questions or provide information before, during, and after a storm. So let's hear more from Mary about this. Um, We encourage our citizens to call the CIC if they have a question rather than calling the 911 number. Um, If it is an emergency, by all means, call 911. But if you have a general question about preparing or what the city is doing for the storm, we encourage you to call the CIC and ask questions. Um, As far as I know, we are the only city in South Florida that has a CIC. We are dedicated to being there for it. For our citizens, we get a lot of calls before the storm comes, Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of questions about trash pickup, (laughs) a lot of questions about um, are they in an evacuation area, Mm -hmm. Um, are the bridges going to be locked up, no, the bridges over the intercoastal are always in a lockdown position Mm -hmm. for a storm, but a lot of questions about timing of all that, if we're still going to have first responders available during the storm, we pass that information on, Mm -hmm. and we've been really blessed in the last few years, the communications team has done an amazing job at putting information out and making it available. Um, we get a lot of calls during the storm, mm-hmm. people who are who are worried and just maybe want a comforting voice mm-hmm. and want to know that there's someone there on the other side of the line. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a lot of calls afterwards. People, first and foremost, want to know when the power is coming back on. Yeah. <laughs> um, sure. They want to know when their debris is picked and being picked up, when the parks and libraries are going to open. But not just asking us for information. Citizens do a fantastic job of giving us information. Mm -hmm. They tell us if there's a down tree blocking their street, if there are power lines down, if there's flooding. So we get information as well. So it's a two-way street. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we're happy to get all the information we can. We pass it on to the appropriate department so they can take the next measures to make sure that the area is safe for our citizens. One of the things that Mary had mentioned, which is kind of important, it's not just a phone number for people to call and ask questions. The citizens call and give us really good information, Mm -hmm. and then we can put it out on social media and reach a ton of people. The social media aspect of it, working in conjunction with the phone calls and the CIC, has been really a great program for us. Being a coastal community, one of the greatest threats during a hurricane is the storm surge. If you or a loved one lives on a barrier island, it's crucial to have an evacuation plan before a storm makes landfall. So let's hear more from Nicole about the importance of evacuating. Okay, so uh, one of the things that I'll I'll always talk about this first, if you are on the barrier island, just plan to evacuate. Mm -hmm. There's so many things you can look at. Okay, the Palm Beach County is really the one who has the evacuation maps. You can go to their website. There's a link off of ours that will allow you to actually put your address in and it'll tell you. So that's the main thing to me is make a plan now. There are high-rises over there um, that actually have coordinated with hotels. So their whole group leaves and they go to a hotel. Oh, wow. Okay? So if that, you know, because some people say, well, I don't have any family here. Mm -hmm. I don't know where I'm going to go. Make that plan. If you get a group of people and make that plan with one of those hotels, that could be something that might work for you. You know, when you've evacuated one time and then you think, ah, I'm not going to go. Last time I, you know, I left, please evacuate every time Mm -hmm. if you're in that, that zone. Make a plan now, find the family members, the friends that are not on the island, and evacuate. Since we're still on the topic, um, we might want to talk about what to do if you have pets. 
Oh, yes. yes. Because we got, we got so many questions. We got questions, calls, we got messages on, on social media. You know, a lot of people have pets, and pets are your yeah. family. Yes. And if you, this is another reason we keep saying make a plan, make a plan. Mm-hmm. It sounds, you know, it, you kind of hear it goes in one ear and out the other, <laughs> yeah. but it's so important because if you do have to evacuate, and if you're watching TV and the governor comes on and says, you need to leave, <laughs> right, it's terrifying. Yeah. Right? It gets really, it's, it, it you get, anxious about the whole situation if you have a plan and you think okay I already figured this out my dog and I are going to my aunt's house in West Mm. Boca or whatever that is you're gonna be able to deal with it but if you don't have a plan and you've got pets and you're gonna hop in your car that's not a great plan Um, so there are very few shelters that accept Mm -hmm. pets you typically have to pre-register them I think right and they fill Um, up fast yes fill up really fast so if you have pets and you think you may have to evacuate make a plan now Right, and along the same line for the shelters, there is a, a special needs shelter. Oh, one, right. you have to pre-register for yes. it. Mm-hmm. So if you have a loved one on oxygen, especially if you're on the barrier island, mm-hmm. don't wait until the storm's here. Yeah. And then, you know, what first responders to bring mm-hmm. you up to the special needs shelter because right. it very well may be filled. And we may, may you know, we yeah. may not be able to get to you until yeah. after the storm is gone. So you have to prepare. After a storm, we are all sometimes curious to go and explore around our community. But depending on the amount of damage the area has sustained and the likeliness of power outages, the city and county implement curfews to help keep you safe. So let's hear more about the importance of curfews and how they are determined. So one, that is the thing that, again, we take the lead from the Palm Beach County Emergency um, Operations Center. And um, what there is is all of the police chiefs and the sheriff, and they all get on a phone call and talk about it and discuss what is going to be recommended. Now, the county will come out with a curfew. Now, we may know in the city of Boca that that curfew is too lenient because we've got other issues. At that point, we could tighten it. Okay. Okay? So whatever your jurisdiction is telling you, where you live, your local jurisdiction is what you want to follow from your own police chief. Um, And that, you can call Mary at the Citizen Information (laughs) Center, and she will happily tell you. Chrissy will put it out on Facebook, and we will continue to communicate that. That is a major thing. That's a tough tough call to make because, especially because we're on the southern end of Palm Beach County and we border Broward County. So if Deerfield or Broward County has a different curfew than Palm Beach County, but, you know, our chief is is well aware of all those issues and Mm -hmm. they, we we try to coordinate the best that we can, but we will provide, you know, up to the minute information and it changes. It changed Mm -hmm. last time during Irma. I think it it changed daily. Yes, it did. Um, did. You know, as as things got better and as people had to go back to work and start moving right. from city to city, mm-hmm. um, you know, we had to make arrangements for that. So, For more information regarding hurricane preparation, additional resources, how to stay connected with the city, or any information that you heard from this podcast, please go ahead and visit our website at www.myboca.us slash be prepared. Thanks so much again for tuning in to Boca Behind the Scenes.